Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam and Joel. And tonight we're going to be talking about the 2012 movie Dread. In Dread, a violent futuristic city where the police have authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner. A cop teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals with a reality-altering drug called slow-mo. Now, before we get into it, I want to give Joel the floor because we're doing the 12 days of Fismas. I think we're on day number four now. I can't quite remember. Um, <laughs> but but whatever day we're on, we're doing this uh, in honor of Joel's game, Lone Wolf Fist, and some of his other projects. And so he's going to have a moment to just uh, briefly sell people on something. Yeah, so as, as you all know, I wrote a game called Lone Wolf Fist, uh, post-apocalypse martial arts mayhem uh you can you can suplex a train you can fist fight a tank it's amazing uh it's its own proprietary system so you don't have to worry about any messiness or anything like that um it's available on drive RPG is both a beautiful hardback which is extremely huge and heavy or a lovely slim pdf uh which is bookmarked and very easy to use um there's also free character sheets and a free intro adventure blood from god's eye which you can pick up for nothing just go ahead and give it a try so if you're curious about the system grab it give it a world it's it's i want to say it's like 23 pages it's pretty light read whole adventure whole intro to the mechanics pre-made characters you know full nine yards fantastic little thing um there's also a uh, patreon up where i'm uh, currently doing uh, work on my new supplement for the game acid and steel which is introducing demons and robots uh, as playable character options um and we also have a discord the fistiverse which you can come and get your fist on so Check it out. Dive into Lone Wolf Fist. Um, and with, without further ado, we'll continue with what is potentially the fourth day of, of our 12 Days of Fistmas. And so today we're talking Dread, which um, I think this was your idea, Joel, right? Were you the yes, one that was. proposed this? I, I'm so um, stoked about this because I don't think you guys had seen it before. I hadn't seen nope. it, no. I've nope. seen pretty much most, not most movies after 2010 or so. So I'm. Uh, it's, it's a good bet if it came out after 2010. I haven't seen it um with a few exceptions um i guess since you've seen it and adam have you seen it before or, uh, i have not seen this okay. before yeah, i i want to hear your guys's opinions okay so so here's what i'll say when i first started watching it i was angry because i thought oh no they tricked me they they talked me into watching a movie that's basically like a marvel movie or something <laughs> and i didn't realize that and and oh god look the color palette i hate this color palette um I didn't like I didn't like the tint, um, but after that initial reaction, um, I warmed up to the characters and to the um, to the style of the movie, especially when it did those slow mo shots, yeah, the drug, um, and just the excessive violence that I felt was this silent commentary on the Judge Dredd character, which I kind of liked. I liked that it didn't it didn't like directly tell you what to think but if you were paying attention you had a sense of how you should be feeling about the justice that's being dispensed um <laughs> and I, I i i i but i really like the situation and the characters um it reminded me a lot of the raid so much so that i actually i looked it up i noticed even on the wikipedia page that's mentioned so a lot of people have probably made this comparison but it sounds like they were made even though this one came out after they were shot probably close enough in time that it's unlikely that there was any direct causal reason for this to resemble the raid, but it, it's a very, but if you like the raid, this is definitely a, um, an interesting movie because it's, it's similar to the raid, but it's a little bit more epic because they can do more with the, the genre of film that it's in. Um, whereas the raid is a more grounded sort of action martial arts movie. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it and I, I really liked uh, what's her name, uh, Lena Head Hetty. Is that her name, Lena yeah. Hetty, the girl, the woman from Game of Thrones and Three Hundred? Um, yeah. yeah, she was outstanding as the villain, um, and I didn't even recognize her at first. Like I, 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 she looked familiar, but they made her look different enough that I didn't know who it was, and so I wasn't reacting to her being Lena Hetty. I was reacting to the character that she was playing, and it wasn't until like midway through. I saw on like trivia thing that it, you know her name came up. Um, I, I you know I I, I loved the uh, I don't know the I think her name is Olivia Thurbly Thurby Thurlby. I don't know how you pronounce her name, but the the one who played Cassandra, um, the Cassandra's the new recruit, right? Am I correct in that? Is that her? Is that her name? I thought it was uh, Anderson. 
Well, Cassandra Anderson is her name. Okay, I always when it comes to the judges, I always think about them as the last name. I, yeah, I never knew she. I never knew she had a first that's, name. That's that's probably how you know I'm not a fan. And how I never <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I'm still on a first name basis with the character. But, but I but yeah. I, I I I loved her character. I, well, it's not I loved her character because I've seen a lot of psychic characters in a lot of movies. I love the way the actress played this character. Um, mm. I just thought she was really good. Um, so it could have been any concept, and I think she would have sold it. Um, I like Judge Dredd fine. I, he was probably the least interesting character to me in the movie, to be honest. I, I, uh, he, he was a little bit like RoboCop to me, but he's not a robot. And so a lot of the movie, I found myself thinking, but he's not a robot, but he's acting like a robot. You know what I mean? That was kind of my thought process was... And and I know he's an established character. He pre I think does he predate RoboCop or not? Oh, a long time. I'll get into okay, that. Oh, no, it's my turn. Okay. <laughs> so I, I know nothing about Judge Dredd. So any Judge Dredd fans that I'm pissing off, yeah. I apologize. I, 19, I, 1977 is uh, okay. when Judge Dredd first. But but he felt a little bit robotic. He did. He grew on me by the end. But um, but I think I was more a fan of the Anderson character than I was mm -hmm. of, um, of the Judge Dredd character. And I was more a fan of of Mama. Than I was oh, of so uh, but but yeah, I, I love the setup, and I love just how like how ruthless both sides were. I was just like mm -hmm. it was like cartel level violence on one side, and like I don't know, just unrestrained fascist government on the other side. It was a very interesting, and all the people in the middle are just getting slaughtered. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I, again, I think one could look at the movie and be like, oh, that's horrible. It's advocating you know, cartels or fascism. But I think if you're paying any amount of attention, it's obvious that all of the people that are suffering in this are the people that are caught in the middle of the gunfire. So, yeah, you know, it, it, but it, but it doesn't draw attention to that in the way that movies often do now, which is something that I really liked. I like that. it sort of, it, the, the only attention it draws to it is that the end Anderson doesn't want to become a judge. And I think that's supposed to be, you know, due to a number of things, but largely due to the fact that, <laughs> She doesn't like the way that they're dispensing justice. So, um, but yeah, I, I liked it. I, I had I had a lot of fun. You know, it it did take me a you know about ten or twenty minutes to get into it, but once I got into it, I really warmed up to it fast. And I by the end, I was just like, you know, the the, the room that I was in disappeared. And I was paying attention to the movie, so I, I was a hit with me. That's good. Yeah, I uh, so yeah, my one line review is that this is the best Judge Dredd movie since RoboCop. That's my one <laughs> okay. Line review. But now, to, to fill you in on the background of RoboCop, Ed Ed uh, Newmeyer, I think it is. Yeah, Ed Newmeyer, who was both the co-writer and producer of RoboCop, he was trying for years to get the movie rights to Judge Dredd, and mm. he never could. So RoboCop was what he did because he couldn't get the rights to oh. Judge Dredd. Okay, so, interesting. So Judge Dredd is, and when he was made, when he, when, when, uh, I'm blanking on the director's name of, um, Verhoeven. Yeah, when Verhoeven came on, first he was looking at the script, he asked the writer, he's like, why is this so dumb? What's going on here? And he's like, here's some Judge Dredd comics. And Verhoeven read them, was like, oh, it's comedy. I get it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Satire. I understand now. So, uh, yeah, so Judge Dredd is is an instrumental part of RoboCop. So I mean, Ro I, RoboCop's got it's it's is good in its own right. I wouldn't say it's it's a stay straight ripoff or anything. But yeah, yeah. You, so so just to so clarify, because I don't know, is so is Judge Dredd? Judge Dredd is a satire character. You're not meant to yeah. embrace yeah. what Judge Dredd is doing. It, no, no, yeah. no. It's it's very satirical. It's mm. it's kind of. The, you know, putting the role playing set, just like the Warhammer stuff is very satirical in Britain, mm. but Americans are like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't that it's actually British satire. But yeah, yeah, I, I mean, that was a, I, I noticed that was one criticism levied at this movie is that it's not, it's a little lighter on, that the humor is a little subtler than uh, the comic can be at times in this. But, but I, it was, I think it's a pretty good job. I think it was pretty well balanced. Well, I, didn't I really mean, have a for me, the key is when you you re, like the he's chasing this guy over drugs in the start of the movie, and like yeah. literally like a mall full of people are dead by the end of the sequence, and, they're <laughs> up. and it's like okay, yeah. obviously, it would have been better just to leave the guy, let the guy be, and not chase after him. That was the you know so so I, I yeah, yeah I think exactly it was, it and, and over and, some people's heads though. And I and, and what was it? The Peachwood is that the name of the place that they were at? The Peach uh, Peach Tree, I think. Peach Tree. Yeah. The, so the Peach Tree. 
that was like that on a much more massive scale where just people were just die you know and even even the even the goons that they were facing through the movie they were all people that had to do it because if they didn't she was going to kill them right so it was like this yeah like you know i mean sure some of them were like her legitimate like criminal employees or whatever but a lot of them were just people that lived in the building that were told they had to do that and, and, and that they definitely couldn't help them you know if they, if they so um so yeah i thought i thought it was a very good ruthless movie um but go on adam yeah. sorry uh no i i don't know i i but yeah what, as far as anderson you, you like saying it, anderson was the was the most you know the, I, I think they did a good job with her because i mean in the comic too she is the one that's more critical of, oh so she's an actual of, character from the comic she wasn't made for the oh movie. yeah she's the character okay. from the comic i'm saying but that she is she is a little more uh nuanced than judge dread and is so, the one that uh at the end of this, when she gives him the badge, are we meant to think she's not going to become a judge, or is that? Or, or I think, I think she's meant to. I think you're meant to think she does. I mean, I think she just assumes she isn't going to get it and walks okay, away. Okay, okay. Then he says, "Oh, I no, thought she it passed, was like a so. dirty. I thought it was like a play on the dirty Harry thing, where he throws his. You know what I mean? I thought it was that kind of. A thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's probably an influence, but I, I think you are supposed to think she's going to. But yeah, I, I and your 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 reaction to it, I think that was kind of smart because. If they if they had really centered everything emotionally on Judge Dredd, it's like, yeah, he's a hard character to, yeah. to you know. Joel mentioned, like, when he was telling us the movie, it's like, yeah, she's the one that has a character arc and Judge Dredd doesn't. And I said, good, yes. Judge Dredd shouldn't have a character arc. He yeah. is just, that's what Judge Dredd is. Well, like, there's and that so scene. I, they did a great job making her the audience into this world. There, there's a scene where he's talking with the corrupt cops that go in, the four corrupt judges go in there, and he's talking yeah. to one of them. And midway through that conversation, I'm like, wait, this other judge is actually kind of making some sense. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> like, like, not that like he's a good guy or anything, but like, uh, you know, he, he, he is leveling like a fairly sound critique at, at Judge Dredd um, yeah. based on what I'm seeing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I but but yeah, her character. I, I liked her character a lot. I, I really I really appreciated that role. I, I assumed she was made for the movie for some reason. I don't know. No. In the in the comic, does no. she is she does she like have that empathy ability as well? Or yeah, she is, she's a she's a mutant in the uh, in the comic okay. too. She's got she's they, they actually have a special psi division of the judges in mm. the comic. So you know, it's not. I don't. I don't think they ever gave her an origin story like mm. that in the comic. She was already a judge when she showed up in the comic. If I okay. I thought that dynamic worked, the sort of like the the rookie newbie. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just was, getting like thrown to the fire the very first day like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was yeah. really smart for movie purposes. Totally. I will say some people are going to like the my first reaction when they started closing down the place was like, oh, no, this is a one location movie. And then <laughs> as it unfolded i really enjoyed it being one location so well it turns a, into a dungeon crawl style movie yeah, yes. yeah which is really cool if you're a gamer that this movie makes me want to do a bx judge dread game really bad you could you could yeah. easily do that there is a, there is again, an 80s uh it is an 80s judge dread game from games workshop if you uh want to track it down but uh may have to may yeah, have. So, so okay so i drug you guys kicking and screaming into this movie um, no, and you not seem me. To have liked it. Brendan. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, I was. Any, but that's going to be the case for anything north of 2010. That's just how I'm built. That's fair. That, so. Yeah, that probably as a, as a, someone that liked Judge that I I was skeptical at the time. I did hear good things about it, but mm. I, I just uh, wasn't watching many action movies, which is why I never saw it because I'd kind of given up on action movies being good. Oh man, it's okay. Yeah, this the, I I think that the scope is a really good thing to to talk about because like the whole the yeah. moment of terror when you're like this is a one location movie. Um, I actually had the opposite reaction because I know uh -huh. how big of a setting the Judge Dread like Mega City uh -huh. One Mega is. Box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievably huge to the point where you really cannot do it justice. The most they can okay. do, ironically, you cannot do it justice. Neither can they. But like that big overview where you just see Mega Block after mm. Mega Block in this this endless sprawling continent sized city. It's like okay. That says that'll give you the idea of the scope, and yeah. Judge Dredd has been around, like you said, as a comic forever, and they they really managed to show you a lot of that. But like, 
for an audience, you don't want to eat, you want to try to eat that infinitely large buffet at first. So putting it in peach trees gave you something that gave you an idea of the overall scale because of how big yeah. that one block was, like a self-contained city almost, you know? And it also kind of like it trapped you. And so you're in this pressure cooker the whole movie with the characters and the stakes keep raising and raising and it gets more and more violent and they get more and more desperate. It's great. Yeah, yeah so I had the opposite. Really... Oh, go ahead, Adam. I had the opposite re reaction to Brendan because uh, when they when they got that guy, they're like, oh, let's take him back and interrogate him. I'm like. Oh, I was like, I thought we were going to go deeper into this block. It's like, now we're going to go back to headquarters. That's, that's lame. And then the door slammed like, Oh, good. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not going to go back to the office. We are in, we're stuck in here. This is perfect. So, well, yeah, and I real... think it was in the end, the right move. It's just that my initial reaction to it was, I felt, them, I felt like I wanted them to go back to the station, you know, like that was sort of uh -huh. where I wanted them to be. Um, but also I liked that they, had to have that prisoner with them the most pretty much the whole time and that that was this constant mm -hmm. thing hanging like this threat <laughs> hanging over them and the way that they used that where he was like even like threatening her and the ways that he threatened her made it even more like intense and scary and so i thought that you know that it was just you know that on top of they're in this building where everybody wants to kill them it was you know again it was uh, you know, it, the closest I can compare it to is the raid, but it's that kind of thing where um, mm -hmm. you just you can't even imagine how they would escape from here uh, was was the feeling that you have at the very beginning. Um, yeah, well, I like the I like the kind of psychic conflict between her and their uh, their perp, which was that essentially she's someone who who's psychic all the time. It's like you think you think picking up dirty thoughts from other people is going to be the thing that gets yeah, her. It's like yeah. she she hears every horrible thing people think a lot. So it's uh it's like I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I, she could. I love that. I love that they do that scene twice where they where they show you the inside of her head versus him. Because the first yeah. one, it seems like he's got the upper hand. But when she finally, they finally start interrogating him, she's like, sir, don't, I got this one. And yeah. they, they set it up, they begin it the same way where it seems like he's in charge. And then she kind of just walks in from off panel like, you know, I'm, I'm the psychic here, right? And just starts tearing his mind apart, and he he, he pees himself, and he goes into yeah. an anaphylactic shock, and it's like, holy god! Okay, so maybe she is cut out to be a judge. Well, it was yeah. interesting because he that guy had so much bravado and everything he did, and like you know, he just think you know he thinks he can flip the tables on her when she's in his head that first time, and and she's the opposite. She doesn't really announce what she can do, so you know she she ends up being. A more powerful figure by the end of the movie like the like the scene where um where his arm gets blown off you know what i oh, mean yeah. Where, uh yeah you know, she's 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 like imprisoned basically but she still has the upper hand um you know i thought well, i thought that was it I, everything after that sequence is really cool too because she gets out of there on her own you know she doesn't get any help and then she tears through the other two judges including the guy that had judge dread dead to rights and i love that scene where he's like he's got he's shot him in the guts with the armor piercing shot and he walks around to finish him off and dread is like wait and the guy just goes into this speech like i, I expected more of you, <laughs> what do you want to wait for you pathetic worm and then she just blows him to shreds yeah. and he's like wait for him to shoot you like, no that was <laughs> I, I i appreciated the humor of that scene that was very well done I, that guy was such a fun character. I, I that guy became the NPC in so many future campaigns of mine. Whenever <laughs> that actor strutted onto the with his little, his little I'm over forty gut and well, his like yeah. swagger and bravado. I love him so much. I, I love the way they introduce them because they appear to be like the backup, you know. And they and they and, but the moment they walk in, you know something's off. Like yeah. as soon as they as soon as they walk in, you're like something's not right here. I think and. And sure enough, something's not right. Um, yeah, but, when they shoot that first guy, it's just like, yeah. oh man, they, they weren't they weren't misapprehending the scenario. They were designing the alibi. Well, yeah, it was it was great because they set up that character. You're like, okay, when he locks them out, it's like you're like, okay. I, I just had this feeling. It's like this guy's gonna have a turn where he comes around and helps them later in the movie. And of course, he does. But then he just gets shot in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, he did the thing. He did the thing I expected. But man, he really paid for it. Well, he sh and that's the thing. He probably should have helped the judges at the beginning where it exactly. wouldn't matter, where there was higher yeah. stakes. No, he waited till it was apparently safe and that cost him his yeah. life. 
Because um, yeah. one of Mama's greatest strengths is that she's deceptive and cunning as a bad guy. By the way, amazing villain in this movie. Yeah. Really, yeah, good she's a really guy. good villain. I I liked her oh. a lot. Um, I think I the moment she appeared at first, you didn't even think she was like the head bad guy. You thought she was just some random druggie because that you know. So it added this layer of filth to the character that I really liked because it was sort of like she's got this background and she has this habit, and there's like. Even though she's like, I mean, she's she's a horrible person. There's no redeeming this character. She just she is a murderer. But she has this pain in her background and in her present, even that explains the character a little bit to me. Do you know what I mean? It just, it just felt like a it, it felt like a an, a really like she's a fun character, but she also has like a little bit more uh, substance to her. She's not just yeah, uh, there's a real pathos to her because you can yeah. see that there was some kind of tragic fall from for her. You know, yeah. life was not kind, and she just adjusted to it. You know, and in a lot of ways, her and uh, her and Dread are kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, I don't know. I, I really like her. I like her interactions with everyone. I love the way yeah. she's introduced, and that, that there's a full. This is kind of poetic introduction slash uh, uh, outro to her character because she's on slow mo yeah. both times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I that, love how evil and ruthless she is. I God, she's great. Well, is she she has this like sick of it all expression. Do you know what I mean? She just kind of like seems movie. like very yeah. weary of the world at the you know like she I, I like I like the way that she 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 continues to fight, but she also at every step seems to accept whatever is happening. Like she just kind of rolls with what's happening. It's an interesting character. I I I really liked her. Um, yeah, she and has also a be- grit that where she just doesn't yeah. give up. And again, that matches dread in a really good way. Well, it's I like, like the oh good. Oh no, I was gonna say I like I like the callback they do with the you know, are you ready? You know, early in the movie. It's like you don't look ready, and then it's like later on yeah, that was you look ready. That was yeah. that was handled perfectly. There's a lot of little things like that where it's just it's structural, it's simple, and you know what? It makes the movie a goddamn joy to watch. Also, yeah. the, the slow motion scenes reminded me a lot of Thriller, a cruel picture, the um which is a film it's a it's famous for it's it's a rape revenge movie basically, but it's famous for when she gets the revenge. All of the death scenes are filmed in slow motion, like ridiculous slow motion. And it was a this is much more modern looking. It's got a lot more color to it. And well, know, it's it's intentionally it. made to be like really beautiful, like shockingly yeah. beautiful in this grimy, awful world they live in. Yeah. Well, what that does, number one, is it shows you why the drug is popular, right? Like it, it you, yeah. it, it feels like a respite from this world, um, <laughs> but but also it it, it it makes these very interesting death scenes in the movie, um, and also it highlights the cruelty of Mama, like like giving a person a drug that makes time feel like it slows down, and then throwing them over the edge yeah. of a building is yeah. is about as sadistic as you can get. So. I, I I like that it served multiple functions. Um, but again, I, I would definitely, I think at some point we should do Thriller a Cool Picture just so we ha- we can one day compare those scenes to, to, to these ones. Um, but- you know what surprised me when I first watched this film is I really didn't expect anything like that in the Judge Dredd movie. It, it's actually an artistic choice that's pretty bold. Um I, I like them a lot. I like their contrast. I think they were a brilliant mm-hmm. inclusion, and it's not something I'd ever would have thought to see in a movie like this. So yeah, it, it reminded me a little bit. Like there, there are action movies that do things like that. Like there's like you'll see like what was it? There's like a guy Ritchie, um, Sherlock Holmes, I think, where like oh yeah, yeah, internal, yeah, yeah, whatever. And 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 I've seen it in some like uh, Chinese movies where they do similar things. But the way that it was done here looked. Um, incredibly well thought out in terms of the color composition and i don't i don't know what type of effect they were using some kind of cgi but it it, it looked really good I, I i normally i bitch about cgi this seemed to me uh an interesting use of cgi and it was an interesting use of this slow motion technique which i've seen before in other movies but here it was sort of like slow motion can really go either way do you know what i mean it can, yes it can, yeah well, uh, I think I think on the CGI front, like CGI is annoying a lot of times because it doesn't quite look real. But when you're doing a drug hallucination, it, like it doesn't it's it's the unreality of it isn't actually a drawback for, yeah. for those purposes. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Yeah, so anything that would have been uncanny for whatever reason winds up just blending into it and seeming harmonious. It's it's pretty brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn brilliant. Yeah. So that I mean, and and I and I liked the um I don't know I like I liked the world that they created in that building too. I thought that was very effective. Is is it's it, mm-hmm. you know there's a you know there are a few movies that kind of like I guess another another movie that does things similar would be like Kung Fu Hustle where they have like the that you know like that similar yes. type of building structure and yes. uh, you know I, I like I like when they're able to create kind of a sense of uh, of a place that's you know inhabited by people. Um, yeah, I was but, pausing it to like read business names when they yeah. when they're by the cinema. You've got all the movie posters and stuff. It was like, and the oh. graffiti. There was some interesting, like there was yes. graffiti, and you it was like it was like hearing half of a conversation. Do you know what I mean? It would be like I can't remember yeah. what they were, but it would be like he's not Harry. It was just it was just like <laughs> you you knew that it was a response to something or a response to something in the air, but you didn't know what. Um, so I, I I enjoyed that. Uh, well, and they, um, they do a good job of making it feel alive. So whenever they go and start massacring people like they do in the machine gun scene, you feel yeah. a sense of pathos for them. You know, and you, yeah. you feel like this is they're real human beings here that are getting torn to shreds in what is rapidly becoming a turf war between two rival gangs. So, yeah, no, you definitely. And, and, and I like that they were, were sort of just unflinching in the amount of carnage they were willing to sort of put on camera in that way. I, th- I think that made the movie work. Like the, again, I would point to the scene where like the people are massacred in like the mall and they're scooping them up with like a, I, I don't the know. The thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was brutal, but it was like, yeah. well, that, that, that I, I just liked seeing the contrast of justice being dispensed and then you just have this, you know, you know. this catastrophe of bodies. Well, yeah, it, and, yeah, I don't like, like the announce the food. Oh, go ahead, Joel, sorry. Well, well I think it was smart of them to linger on how they dispose of the bodies in the wake of the judge and then immediately go to the the the, the scene with the dead uh, mafia hit bodies lying on the floor of peach trees. Because, like, they're the same level of carnage. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it shows you that, yeah, we're dealing with two equal opposing and horrible forces. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, I mean, I don't know much about Judge Dredd, but what I've heard is, and what seemed to be taking place in this movie, is he's basically, if you combine a judge and a law enforcement officer, um, yeah. that's kind of what he is. So he's like the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, yeah, that is the that is the literal... That's the conceit. Like, so he's basically like a walking hit squad, is kind of... <laughs> yeah. 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 Or, what, uh, so, um, yeah, I, I, I thought that... I, 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 I think, I mean... Based on the reviews, I'm assuming most people got got the uh, the satire of it. Um, yeah, I, I remember getting good reviews at the time. Yeah, we we looked up the um, what was it the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it was pretty just pretty even. It was like 80, 80 on the critic side and seventy something on the audience side, something like that. Yeah, I, um, I could see it, and for like the the sort of sleeper hit that this is, I think that's about right. Um, it's not it's one of the movies that deals with fascism in a way that's actually very honest about the brutality of it and it's not like this on the nose sermon against it you know yeah um, yeah that's what i liked about it is this if if you're not paying attention you might mistake it for not having that message which i mean on the one hand might seem like oh that's a bad thing but i feel like it's satire is better when it's not like so hammered down on you that it's like well, and that's the thing like okay this movie is rated r that means it is made for grown-ups for yeah. adults if an adult yeah. can't figure out that fascism is bad they probably hit a moral event horizon they're not coming back from yeah no and it's I, the I difference think... between oh go ahead adam yeah it's the difference between satire and parody you know to an extent it's like satire can point. be a lot drier it's like it's not yeah. a parody it's it's satire so yeah no that's a good point that's a good point um, but, and again, I do think it was obvious. I, I just, and I, I just, um, but it respects the intelligence of its audience because its yeah. audience is supposed to be adult people. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Most modern movies, I, I feel like a lot of modern movies since the Marvel's cinematic universe has happened, kind of are pitched towards 
adult people with teenage mindsets and it does not respect their intelligence well, at all i don't they even think that. it's that it's 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 people who think they know people writing movies who think they know better than everyone and need to tell them what they need to think yeah yeah that, <laughs> that's that's, that's what that's what modern movie making largely is it's like oh oh i i better i better better make a movie for the people well, that are far dumber than me and I don't want to get too into this topic, but one thing I will say, because this was made in 2012 and going back to, you know, it's, it's to me, a movie after 2010 is a new movie. But going back to a movie specifically from 2012 forms a sharp contrast in my mind of how bad movies have become in oh, terms are. of that kind of thing, because they were doing it pretty well. And, you know, as recently as 2012, judging by this movie, it was refreshing, actually, to go to a movie where they had like a a female lead character who was compelling and interesting, but not like, didn't feel like it was just sort of, you know, automatically there to do certain things. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was. A, right. She had a she personality. Was, she, she was yeah. allowed to have weaknesses and stuff yeah. too. Yeah, it's like if a, you, that movie were made today, she would have to have been, it's like, she would have been there to show us how Judge Jed was an idiot. And, yeah and how and how she was right all the time and he would have been she was wrong she was secretly right and there could have been no like but, there would have been no character growth and like yeah. the thing is the reason we love her as a, as a protagonist in this movie and i do she becomes a stone-cold badass at the end of the movie dispensing a truer brand of justice than dredge can manage because she can yeah. see into the hearts and minds yeah. of criminals you know, yeah. and you wind up like rooting for her big time. She kicks so much ass in this movie and she wins the respect of Judge Dredd and she becomes a judge. It's like all this great stuff. Like, I love the character, you know, uh, yeah. and I wouldn't if she was designed for modern sensibilities as all these these new ones are. You know, they're just like you said, they're they're there to tell half the audience that they're idiots and talk down to them. Well, it's like and, well, it's, yeah. and it's not even that it's 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 even like the same message that these people are trying to tell it's just done in a way that is actually effective and and knows what it's talking about do you know what i yeah. mean and so that's what works about it also they have a relationship her and judge dread have chemistry they have some kind of understanding of each other and there's like a real bond there that grows over the movie that is compelling and i think if it was like like adam was saying if she was just there to kind of like shit on judge dread you wouldn't have had that that would have been no. absent from the movie because Judge Dredd has mm. to. You, you can't like Judge Dredd if that's the. You know what I mean? Even though, yeah. yeah. Again, in this movie, we're not supposed to like what Judge Dredd is doing. We're not supposed to like what he represents, but we can still like him as a character. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's it's, that's, that's important. Yeah, huh? it reminded me a lot of The Enforcer, actually. I was thinking the Dirty Harry movie, The Enforcer, with uh, Time <laughs> Daily. I actually thought of that movie repeatedly okay. doing this. There's similar uh, similar vibe going on there. The one with the, the third one, the one with um, yeah, third one with Time yeah. Daily, where she's his yeah. partner. They have that. Actually, they, they, a, they develop this grudging respect for each other over the course of the movie. That's a really good comparison because it is. I wonder yeah. if they thought of that when they were making this because it it's similar themes, you know. <laughs> yeah, huh? but, I'd be amazed if they didn't think about it. It uh, yeah, feels it, like it. I, yeah, the, the relationship between the judges is like the heart and soul of this movie because like he always mm -hmm. treats her with respect as a peer, but by the end of the movie, he treats her with respect as an equal and a partner. Yeah. And like, yeah. that's a really cool, considering the fact that the, the actor is in the helmet the whole time, never takes it <laughs> off, and only scowls and grunts of the yeah. whole movie. The fact that he's able to convey that so thoroughly is incredible. Well, and I like too that he you get the impression that he's also changed by her by the end of the movie. Do you yes. know what I mean? Now again, I don't know yes. the Judge Dredd character, so maybe oh. that's bullshit. But I feel <laughs> like I feel like by the end of the movie, again, you're not gonna you're not gonna this isn't this is this isn't a man who's gonna like suddenly <laughs> tell you that he feels differently about the you know, he's not he's not a you know, he's not gonna be an open book like that. But I feel like my my sense of it is that he gave her a pass because he agreed with a lot of the things she was doing by the end. Um oh. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with him having that conversation with the guy who was making the sensible points that I was talking about, um, you know, and and maybe sort of realizing that they, you know, some of what she was uh, advocating for would be better. Well, than I think I think Judge Dredd, he is 
he is a violent fascist character, but I think there is a genuine intent to make the world a better place yeah. behind him. Even even if you may not agree with his approach, I do I do think that's what the two characters had in common. Yeah. Is to an extent, he was trying in his you know in his own ultra violent way. He is trying to do good. So yeah, no, and also the, I mean him and the gangs are kind of they're largely just a product of the world that they're living in because yeah. they live in a society that, that is super violent and is not uh, operating under the rule, the civilized rules that we're accustomed to. So I yeah. think that, I think that that's also an element, you know, you can talk about here. Um, so, and I think what that does is that allows a film like this to, on the one hand, critique that kind of use of state sponsored violence for, you know, enforcement of the law while at the same time making a character who is not like you know detestable do you know what I mean like you you still root for the character um yep. which which I don't I think that makes effective satire because you find you find yourself rooting for something you know you shouldn't be rooting for if that makes yeah. sense um yeah, yeah I, I I think it works I think I think it I think that's a level of nuance though that you don't see with current films and I think that's again one of the reasons why this one you know, is refreshing to me, um, you know, when I, when I see something like it, because it's like, oh, this is a new movie, but it's actually a good new movie. And I, I very rarely see a new movie that, you know, has yeah. that layers to it or whatever. And it's, and, and, and it's a Judge Dredd movie, which again, I don't know anything about Judge Dredd, but I didn't have many, I had expectations built around the Sylvester Stallone 90s <laughs> movie, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I had fairly low yeah. expectations going in too. Um, I, I don't really remember. I, I remember not liking that movie. I can't remember why or anything specific about it, but I don't remember that being a good Judge Dredd um, movie. The the other movie that he was in was much better with uh, Sandra Bullock. What was that movie? Um, oh, uh, Detonation Man or Demolition, Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition, Demolition Man, Man is a much better. Demolition Man was a great Judge Dredd movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a much better Judge Dredd movie. Than Judge Dredd movie. And they both have Rob Schneider in common. That's weird to think about. <laughs> Rob Schneider was really good in Demolition Man too. I, I, yeah, yeah, it was great. He knew how to use the three shells. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't. I just always remember the scene where like he tries to have sex with Sandra Bullock, and they put oh, yeah. on the. They, she tells him about all the diseases that they have now, and that they all they just they just copulate through like virtual reality, basically. Yeah, it but, honestly, it became a, a savage critique of our post twenty sixteen world in a lot of ways. So, where everything's hyper sanitized by people that, like. Uh, anyway, uh, we well, should. What I saw it as well. Well, just to put it into some context, that was in the heels of the AIDS crisis, so it was coming out of like this. This like again, I think people, me and Adam's age, have a paranoia about that stuff that people younger than us just yeah. don't. Because um, it could. I, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as my and well, as my sister was a ballet dancer too, and a, the, that kind of scene. It's like so many people I know died of AIDS in yeah. the late '80s. It's uh, yeah, it's like it was a real thing. Yeah, because because it, it's not, it's not like I mean I'm sure it's still a death sentence to many people, but there are medications where you can live yeah, full yeah, life, yeah, and yeah. so it doesn't have the um. Back then, I remember being terrified of it. I remember everybody was, and it was like palpable. It was in the air. And so I think when that was in Judge Dredd, that it was it was it was in response to that, um, which was, uh, you know, I, I would say I don't think, it, you know, I don't think it was a reaction to like hyper sanitization, but a reaction to like fear of intimacy that was stemming from. Uh, the AIDS crisis. Well, th there um, was a lot of censorship that started clamping down in the 90s. It happened to cartoons. You know, I, was, I was way younger than you guys. So for me, it was mm -hmm. for cartoons. And there, most cartoons got heavily sanitized between the 80s and the 90s. Like, you still had, like, guns and rockets and explosions and death. And, like, because you had Transformers and the Turtles and G.I. Joe in the 80s. And then in the 90s, you didn't really have that anymore. That stuff started getting a lot more sanitized. Mm -hmm. You know, so there I don't know. I didn't watch cultures. cartoons in the nineties. You so weren't a I, child. I, I was. Yeah. So, so for me, like, because yeah, I, I got to see both of them about that same time. Early nineties well, was watching. It's 80s funny because I my remember, and maybe it's because I was older, but my memory is the eighties were sort of very restrictive and repressive in a lot of ways. Yeah, and the nineties is the when opposite. things opened up. But then I yeah. did notice that people who grew up in the '90s they wanted things to close back down again. Was sort of my impression. So I feel yeah. like I 
I think you're both right in different ways because the difference between 80s cartoons and 90s cartoons, yeah, 80s cartoons did have guns in them and explosions at times, but it was the rule was nobody could ever die. Like you yeah. have a G.I. Joe cartoon where everyone was shooting each other, but no one would ever hit one another. And then in the 90s, you're right. There wasn't as much violence in cartoons in the 90s, but there was a lot more creativity. You had stuff like Ren and Stimpy and yeah. the Simpsons and the Batman cartoons and the, all of that stuff, which were because everything in the 80s was a toy commercial. It's like yes. there was. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't think of any. There's, there's probably a couple of good cartoons, but everything just felt well, and I, I, I remember enjoy, like I enjoy I enjoyed those cartoons I used to watch mask and I used to watch Transformers and I used to watch some GI Joe and things like that um I think Thundercats was another gummy bears was one that I remember watching oh, yeah, but gummy bears. yeah I think that might have even been late 80s early 90s Chippendale That's Rescue Rangers I remember a bit I haven't thought about the yeah, gummy actually DuckTales DuckTales was a good cartoon yeah in the 80s, I remember yeah, okay DuckTales was rad so I mean, there yeah. were there were. I mean, I remember being entertained by that stuff, but I just remember also, yeah. uh, sometime by the late '80s, things kind of felt a lot more stifled to me. I think maybe what it was is on the adult level in the '90s, things were opening up, but I think oh, there yeah. was also a change in how we viewed children's entertainment maybe by the '90s, and so maybe yeah. maybe you were getting different fare as a result of being younger. Uh, yeah, that, I would say it was like Ren and Stimpy like was really explosive to me as a kid because it mm -hmm. it was subversive in a way that a lot of the other stuff wasn't okay yeah well and yeah, i know that, that like, as an adult i thought i was an adult i was only seeing the stuff people are like wow you should check this out like ren and stimpy and the simpsons yep. i wasn't i wasn't sitting down watching saturday morning cartoons in the 90s so i i yeah there maybe there was a lot of yeah because i i was born in the mid 70s and i have a sister who's 10 years younger than me and she um she she was raised in the 90s like joel and had a, had a uh -huh. much different upbringing like even though the same parents upbringing uh, like almost the complete opposite of my upbringing um and so i think you know I, I do i could see how we would have totally different experiences in the 90s as a result um yeah. but but yeah so i don't know i, I think uh I, somehow we got on to uh I don't know what happened there. It, it, it was by way of Demolition Man and that that the the virtual reality sexual yeah. intercourse. Right. We're going um, to the podcast, aren't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> fine. I don't mind. I, I think it's actually more entertaining if it leads to discussions of broader topics on occasion. Oh, um, I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to go go off on a weird digression. It's just funny. That's all. Um, oh, yeah. but, and uh, an eight, an early, late 80s, early 90s cartoon, they did a lot of, like, Rambo was a cartoon. Robocop was a cartoon. Um, they, yeah, they did, yeah, a, they did a toy line which wasn't Road Warrior, but it was Road Wars, which is clearly inspired by it. And it was like, I think it was like a Hot Wheels thing. I actually had one of their play sets, which was the Statue of Liberty, but post-apocalyptic. And they had all these okay. little barbarian guys, and they had the little Hot Wheels they could shoot at each other with. So, like, they... This this all kind of goes together, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the the judge the original Judge Dredd movie was a little more toyetic than this one is. This one is more serious and it's grimmer and yeah. grimier and it feels more Judge Dreddy. Um, but yeah, th all of this is kind of psychically related to each other. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I know nothing about Judge Dredd, but I, I enjoyed this movie. So if it's a reflection of the the source material, I you know I was impressed. I'd say uh, so. I would. I think that the comic's a little funnier, personally. Uh, it's okay. also yeah, it's it's because... more over the top than this, but it is. It's it's hearts in the right place as far as okay. I mean, some of this felt pretty over the top to me, like when they're blowing up the whole floor with the you know the the, the machine guns. That was the machine guns that are like shooting through concrete, right? Like that was a pretty. Um, yeah, the, the, it reminded the, the, me of the um, the cannons, whatever they're called. It reminded me of the opening of Alien Nation when they're shooting through the car. With the, yeah. with the, you know, um, when the partner gets shot. But, uh, but yeah, I, I yeah, it, it was, I, I, I feel it was fairly apparent that it was satire, uh, fairly over the top. But 
Was it, was it more, are there like more one-liners or something in the comic? Uh, no, no okay, it's, so. it's just a more over-the-top world. There's, there's okay. undead judges and there's yes. oh, the, okay. the mutants. You know, the mutants are more of a, a thing. And uh, right. it's, it's a thing from the original Judge Dredd movie where they send you out into the wastes as your retirement. Like, that's the actual way it works in Judge Dredd. You don't collect a pension. Okay. You go to the waste to bring the law to the. It's like what? That's ridiculous. Why would anyone ever become a? Anyway, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is that it's it's this bizarre and insane heavy metal world, you know. Okay. Which I, honestly, I think it would play really nicely to you. I think you would like it, Renan, if you ever uh, read the comic. And I don't. Know I, don't I don't like. I don't go for comics very much. So like, I'll, well, these, you know. like I said, these are these are different. You know, as someone that grew up in both kind of australia and kuwait it's like british comics and american comics are just not even the same genre yeah, they're just, they're just not the same genre okay Euro european it's, comics in general are like mobius <laughs> things you know they're completely different animal they, they have a, yeah. a whole soul to them that american comics just do not have okay yeah. They're not they're not superhero comics there's a lot more science fictional comics and you know it's it, yeah it's same medium but a different genre Okay. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean. I. I've. There've been a handful of graphic novel series or comics that I've read, but not many. I'm just not a. You know. That's yeah. Not. That's fine. But. Uh, um, oh yeah. But yeah. So I don't know. Anything else we want to cover about this movie before we're at the 45 minute mark? So. We we are getting kind of into it, aren't we? Um. So this is yeah. a comfort movie for me. I I kind of watch it at the same time I'm in the mood for things like RoboCop, and knowing how much connection they have, it shouldn't be surprising to anyone. Um, yeah. It inspires me a lot. This is a movie that is very game-etic. It's not toy-etic like the original Judge Dredd. It's game-etic in that as a guy who makes elf games, I can see the classes in this. I can see how you'd make prep out of this. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. ooh, it just it, it gets me. It tickles that part of my brain. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, I love this movie. But where does it sit for you guys? This is your first viewing of it, I think, both of you. Like, what, what is your overall impression of the movie? Yay or nay, up or uh down? I think it's one of those movies. No, it's a good movie. I, I liked it. It's not like my top 10 movie or anything like that, but yeah. it's one of these films that's going to, I'm going to definitely probably think about it from time to time, which is usually a good sign. Like if I keep going back to a movie in my head, that means that it was a good movie to me. And so I, I have a feeling that this is going to be one of those types of films and that um, I'll probably, you know, one day be like, oh, I really want to see Judge Dredd again and I'll watch it again. Um, so it's, you know, that kind of film for me. Yeah, I I really liked it. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't make it a top ten film, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's just a really solid action movie. I think it 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 did a good job of making a Judge Dredd movie. I Carl uh, Urban, big Carl Urban fan, so you know that never hurts. So what one thing I want to say about that? I saw that right. I saw Carl Urban, and I was like, "What is the country singer doing as Judge Dredd in this movie?" <laughs> I didn't know who Carl Urban was. Number one. And apparently, oh, okay. I confused him with Keith Urban. So, um, yeah. So, so, yeah. so I was judging him. But the thing is, I was judging his performance based on that assumption for a good ten minutes before I realized <laughs> my error. Um, yeah, oh, that's adorable. No, it's uh, not Keith Urban. But uh, no, I. I uh, it's it's just a great cast, really well done. I I, I was very impressed with the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm. Regret not having watched it sooner, but you know, I guess getting to watch for the first time for the podcast makes it all worthwhile. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, well, one of the reasons I started the Twelve Days of Christmas was to kind of drag you guys into stuff you might uh, like, because there's a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of the movies on our list, and some of them I'm enthusiastic about. I'm like, oh, I got to share mm -hmm. these with the boys, um, and so this is kind of my. And sort of subtly making sure that I'm, I'm drip feeding you some of the weirder shit that I love. Speaking of which, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I would really love to do RRR as our next one. Um, I need, uh, a, I need to do that. I need a space. I need a solid, lighthearted movie before because RRR. I know I'm going to have to build up some stamina. It, it's. For. I, um, I understand you need some stamina, but like we've got to do it sooner rather than later before we run out of enthusiasm and steam. So. Um, I want to do it as quickly as possible because right. so Adam how about, is the real hard sell on this one. So because I know this is about, this is a very anti-Adam movie. I apologize, Adam, but 
I promise you that I'll watch it first again. To I'm not myself, against watching RR at all. I, I'm, I'm up for really? it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm the how one. How about we more... let Brent pick the next movie that will prepare him for RRR as well? Yeah, okay, okay. that's fair. But, but, I, can pick the next... I think you pick anything he wants for the next movie yeah, and you get deal. RRR afterwards. Deal sold. That's okay, that seems I'm... reasonable to me. Okay, uh, I, I want to know what the gateway to this goofy movie is because. <laughs> All right, so so I would say our next movie should either be, if we're going to do RRR, yeah, um, either Police Story Three or Ooh. Commando would be my two big Ooh. choices. Oh, those are tough. That's a tough choice, dude. I think Police Story is probably thematically the stronger one to lead into RRR, but I love both of those films so. I mean, I'm I'm yeah. down with either, so we could certainly do either one. What do you think, Adam? You're, you're our tiebreaker here. I'm kind of leaning towards okay. Police Story personally, but I was gonna say I haven't seen Police Story three, so I'll go with that because I I, I, okay. I definitely want to do Commando during this sequence. Maybe, maybe for because I haven't seen it in a yeah. long time, but we'll go with something I haven't seen at all. So let's okay, go with Police so Story three. Police Story three, and maybe for Commando, we can pair that up with something like Die Hard when we do get to it. That might be a nice back to back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So police story three. Um, so yeah, I'll be three. Uh, all right. That'll be a good lead into RRR. I think, I think, I think, I think that'll be a nice transition for me. Um, so, uh, so I'm, I'm preparing my mind for it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good man. Good man. So and I, I, let's do an outro plug too, because as you'll recall, before this podcast started, I stacked up all the books of yours, Brendan, that I own. And right now I'm clutching in my claws, Righteous Blood, Ruthless Blades. I got to tell you, talking about Police Story 3 made me instinctively reach for this book. And that should tell every member of our audience how much they need to own their own copy of Righteous Blood, Ruthless Blades. No, they should. And we are probably going to get to something like Swordsman 2 or, you know, something in the Shaw Brothers realm. So I think. Yeah, uh, we got to do at least something like that in this sequence. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, let me just add Shaw Brothers to the list without giving a yeah. specific film. Yep. Um, but We've yeah, got five box sets of Shaw Brothers movies sitting back here. Yeah. But basically, right, Righteous Blood with his Blades. If you like Shaw Brothers wuxia films or kung fu movies, that's the the game to get. It's basically, uh, it's basically like you know our attempt to do Choi Yuen and Gu Long. So um, you know, Magic Blade. Um, you know, any movie like that, Hero Shed No Tears, that type of film. Um, you know, and it's, and it's, I think, a very outstanding yeah, it, game. It, it's um, it's a beautifully lightweight little tome. The the rules themselves are unobtrusive and satisfying in play. And I got to tell you, look through the powers. If you are a Wuxia fan, you will be able to spot so many of your favorite movies in yeah. these powers. They're flexible and specific. They're, oh, they're beautifully yeah. balanced. And it was you and, and Jeremy Bai, right, that we did this together? Yeah. Yeah. That guy's knowledge seeps through every single page. Yeah. Uh, Jer Jeremy's a superhuman when it yeah. comes to this kind of thing. So, man, and did you did you guys like get nominated or win an any for this too? We got a, we won a, like, we won a um a judges oh, choice award yeah. or something. I forget what it's any award winning RPG uh, folks. If you love any of my trash, do yourself a favor and get Righteous Blood Ruthless Blades. This game is amazing. That's all I'll plug. That's enough plug for one episode. Okay, yeah, that's sufficient. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll end it there, and until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>